Thanks, OneDrive, for showing me a... For always being there. Showing me a memory, showing me a photo of my from my 35th birthday party where me and my ex are embracing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> OneDrive. Always there to help. Nobody trusts OneDrive. Not even 2Drive. Especially 2Drive. <laughs> Too much energy. Man, these things look like toys. I don't even have a mouth, Megatron. <laughs> I am transformed. Sigma Balls, Gary. that we transform. Crying is better than nothing, much like this podcast. Huh? Uh, hey. Autobots, welcome to episode 99 of Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I almost did the uh, introductory blurb from another podcast that we do, the Lasercomb podcast, but I stuck with it. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, I am the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, coming from a mysterious flying island of energon special energon that gets you juiced right it's me neo cal <laughs> uh how we doing cal pretty good it's the it has transitioned abruptly from summer to to fall lately even though it's like late october yeah, I know it was the in the span of like a couple of days. It just all of a sudden it's like there was that one fall. day when it was like twenty two, yeah, and then all the leaves fell and it was Halloween. <laughs> yep, literally in like the span of a day. It, I've never but, experienced that in my life. I know no. it's called like the the, uh, I think it's like it, it, in Indian summer is when it continues to be hot like through parts of September and and stuff. I don't know where that term like came from, but that was like the term for it. Right. But it's never been like summer into deep October. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, just uh, add that to my the world is coming to an end scorecard. <clears throat> Your bingo world is coming to an end bingo card. Yeah, yeah, that bingo card. Right. <clears throat> Who had getting sunburned on October 20th? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Nobody? Oh, well, okay then. Huh. Uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I I mentioned on the, the podcast a little while ago that I, uh, I got a car for the first time in like 15 years. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, I've uh, decided I'm not going to do that anymore. So, How dare uh, you? So old Cliff Jumper, as I named him, is uh, going off to the farm to run and play with all the other cars. With all the other wild cars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with all the other wild cars. I just picture you in your like driveway, like a single tear running down your cheek. You're like, I'm sorry, Cliff Jumper. 
<laughs> and like uh, a neighbor or a roommate who was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it has to be done. I, I've got the, the Megatron, like golden gun in hand, <laughs> just ready to fire. Handshaking. <laughs> I am a weapon. <laughs> Look away, Quiff, Cliff Jumper. Look away, damn it. Look away, please. Remember those good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, on that note, uh, as I mentioned, this is episode 99 <laughs> of Too Much Energon, and we are talking about Battle for Robot Planet Empire, Chapter 5. We're, uh, we're almost there. That's we're right. Almost, we're almost episode... Now with, now with, uh, Karate Chop action. With, uh... It, wrong wrong franchise oh <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe that can be that can be that could be a new podcast idea right there uh uh too much cobra too or, much cobras too much cobra where we where we talk about uh uh gi joe shit and talk shit about giant snakes <laughs> Or snakes that try to appear bigger than they really are. Snakes. They're more uh, than meets the eye. The eye. <laughs> more than meets the R. <laughs> more than meets the R. <laughs> uh, snakes of the uh, uh, on a plane variety. Or on Scorpions a train. Scorpions on a train. Scorpions on a train. Uh, what is another venomous insect? Uh, a spider. I guess they're not insects, technically. Spider, yeah. Well, neither is a scorpion. Sorry, oh, invertebrate. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, no, it doesn't have to be, because snakes are vertebrates. So it can be anything that's venomous. Should Even... probably not be a snake or or a uh, an arachnid. I wonder if there's a snake transformer. Oh, there's one that I hate. Speaking of cobras. <laughs> I mean, oh. technically, he's a snake transformer. Yeah, he he has uh, a snake attached to him. We're talking about um, <laughs> he has part of a snake. We're talking <laughs> about um, the monstrosity that is um. Oh, I blocked his name out of my memory. <laughs> Quick strike. Quick strike. When he's in his beast form, what the fuck does he look like? Is he kind of like a scorpion? But he's a, the scorpion a... tail is the cobra head. Yeah. Which I'm like, why did we, why did we kill off uh, our scorpion. man Scorpionok <laughs> to get a shittier scorpion? Yeah, like who, who was like, you know what? Let's get rid of like the weird, dumb, but like interesting engineer scorpion guy and get a cowboy rattlesnake scorpion. I'm sure he sold tons of toys. They actually had uh, a while ago they, at uh, Cherry Bomb Toys in Victor <coughs> Victoria, British Columbia, they had a uh, uh, mint in box unopened uh, Quick Strike toy, and I think they wanted like 200 bucks for it. Yeah, what in tarnation? Nothing's worth that much. What, what in tarnation? <laughs> and you're like, okay, <laughs> I'll give you a solid 50 for it. <laughs> huh? Huh? I'll give you a solid 50 for it. And, uh, and then you pull up that like three foot 
cheetor that you have and you're like and this <laughs> and you move the mouth <laughs> best 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 i could do 50 bucks cash 50 bucks cash <laughs> 50 bucks cash and the key charms on my keychain going once <laughs> <laughs> and uh for an extra five dollars one of my shoes just one though and you don't get to know which one. <laughs> it could be a left one. <laughs> Either way, it's from it's going to be from my lucky foot. <laughs> a lucky oh, foot. Oh, yeah, God. So, we're, um, we're we're off the rails here. <clears throat> yeah, we're what are we? We're talking about an episode here. We're talking about episode five, War for Cybertron Kingdom, and um, stuff happens. Stuff right. happens. And, uh, I mean, it, it's like, it should be more hype than it is, but. Uh, so the, the, the episode <laughs> opens up with, um, a bunch of the Maximals and Auto. <laughs> the episode opens up with a bunch of the Maximals and Autobots back at the Ark. They're trying to, like, they're trying to get it going, uh, get the engines going, but they keep running into problems. And uh, uh, Wheeljack is like, uh, is uh, we Wheeljack is like, or they're the other uh, the other the the Autobots and the Maximals are like uh, cautioning against like all these things that Wheeljack wants to do because they're like, hey, we could blow up the ship. And he's like, nah, no way. I can't do his accent for some reason. It's it's like a destitute plumber brother accent, but I still can't do it. <clears throat> yeah, Wheeljack's kind of, he's got to kind of, we, we got to work on this thing right now. Yeah. He's got to transmogrify the, the uh, shields into the coaxial stasis chamber. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, paisanos! <laughs> yeah, so he's like, uh, we have enough power to like uh, punch the arc through the moon, so he doesn't really understand what why it's not working. Right. Um. The the maximals, uh, uh, in particular, Rhinox is like, um, like we 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 really need the, this to work because like our ship is fucked so we kind of need the the arc to actually work so we can get off of this planet and go back to cybertron ourselves right and yeah the we don't even get to see the axelon uh in war for cybertron kingdom sorry i just caught something we <coughs> a glimmer of something weird in my eye uh-oh Predacons invading? Uh, could be. I think it might be a fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the gist of it is they're like, hey, homies, we got the AllSpark. Yeah. You know what that means. We need to <laughs> get your ass to Mars. <laughs> and yeah, uh, uh, they're like, sweet, we can leave now. All yeah. of us. So, um... Except the AllSpark is dying. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Battle David and Justin Prime will show up, and the Maximals like go and greet them. Um, Cheetor even says "Big Bot," but he says it in a weird way. He's not like "Big Bot." He's like "Big Bot" or something Big. like that. <laughs> "Too much Bot." 
<laughs> I missed that. <laughs> yeah, he just he says it in a weird way. Um and so they're like, Yeah, homies, we got the Allspark back. Everything's cool, right? And Battle David's like, No, actually, the Allspark is dying. And the reason why it's dying is because I think it has a symbiotic relationship with uh uh with Cybertron. Uh one cannot exist without the other. And it's like no fucking uh, shit. You <laughs> what, And this what is was coming that joke we were making. We were like And then Optimus states the obvious and everyone <laughs> oh, claps. Yeah. And this is coming from the dude who is the reason why the Allspark isn't even on Cybertron anymore to begin with. And Megatron yelled out, "No, you'll destroy the planet." So, it feels like it was common. We said this the last like two episodes. Did the person that write this episode watch any of the other fucking episodes they already know that yeah like everybody does Mm -hmm. and he's like it's a chance i'll have to make like no wonder this guy ended up becoming nemesis like he's oh they're megatron and primal not primal megatron and uh and optimus are Man, they they just kind of suck. Yeah, and I guess the only difference between them is like one tries to suck less, and the other doubles down on him sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's so, kind of like a so, conflict because like Megatron and Megatron show up, and they're like, "Stop right there, criminal scum!" <laughs> Nobody breaks the law on my watch. Um, there's this bit with uh, Black Arachnia and Starscream, and Black Arachnia is uh, using her uh, webbing to like hack, hack the golden disc. I was hoping it would it would be like Beast Wars, where Tigatron is like in a virtuous space, virtual space, like Lawnmower Man, and like opening files <laughs> and yep. flying around. But it's just it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I just need time. I need time. One more minute. Watch my back while I hack. When did that become a trope? I blame. What was that hacking movie with Halle Berry? Swordfish. Oh, that trope was around before, even before then. Even before then, uh, man, I don't know what to blame. I, I guess it was always semi-present all... from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, like even in uh, Return of the Jedi, they're like. Um... Uh, someone is like, uh, oh, hold them off while I hack this door open. Right, and the stormtroopers are shooting and they're yeah, behind yeah. like a little bit of cover. It, I guess that's always been a thing as far as like futurism has been concerned. Yeah, it's like uh, keep, keep the enemy occupied uh, while I do this thing over here. Yeah, it started as long as there have been sci-fi movies and shows, I guess. I'm sure it probably even there. I, I'm sure it probably goes back even further. Like, I'm sure there's some Western out there where they're like, they're like, oh, hold them off. Well, I, well, I secure the dynamite on the bank vault. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, hold them back, old chaps, while I crack the safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Starscream gets all pissed off because he's like, uh, he's like, oh, Black Arachnia, did you like, because Black Arachnia is like, oh, I'm hacking the the golden disc and I have this sample 
of uh, Megatron's Energon. So that lets me uh, gain access to it. And Starscream's like, wait, did you kill? And you can see like the wheels turning in his head. He's like, wait, 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 what? You did you collect that while I was fighting Megatron? Did you goat me, goad me into uh, fighting Megatron just so you could collect that? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, so? I thought we were boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> punches her and steals the. He he steals. What is the? Uh, yeah, he the the record the record player. It's a, I mean, technically, that's what the golden <laughs> disc kind of is, right? It, it is. Um, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, so he, so yeah, it's a record player, but she's like hacking it with the Megatron's Energon yeah. signature. I guess that's a thing. Uh, so that they can read it, and Star screams like fuck you you're ugly anyway and like grabs it and flies off fuck you whore <laughs> and she's like star scream and then a laugh track plays in the background and she scuttles after him looks like star scream is doing some star screaming right now <laughs> laugh track <laughs> thank and, you from uh, yeah. the live studio audience <laughs> And um, yeah, he goes off onto a mountain by himself and he's like, I'll show them. I'll show all of them. And um, he enters Iron Man 3D windows mode. Yeah, and... he, he spins up the golden yeah. disc and uh, uh, this means war by Buster Rhymes starts playing. <laughs> yeah, he's serious now. <laughs> I actually, I introduced that song to a couple of my roommates last night. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Something weird happens, though, when our when our boy, this is a good Starscream episode. I know I was like, stuff happens and it's boring. But, like, if it wasn't for Starscream, this this episode would, would be a bust. And it gets to show him change a little bit, even though that change is driven through fear. But, I mean, really, it's kind of like the defining characteristic of <laughs> Starscream, right? So Starscream is uh, listening to the Golden Disc, and, he... and he's like, "This beat is fire." Listening to Buster Rhymes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and something he he that figures a record out. player shouldn't do. Well, happens. he figures out that uh, Megatron becomes Galvatron and becomes a slave to Unicron. He's like Galvatron and Megatron are the same. And at this point, this is the first time in the I episode... thought they just had the same voice actor. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, I, I, I stop and I'm like, why does Starscream know who Galvatron is? I was thinking that too. It's like so far that in this show, we've only seen Galvatron uh, reach out like across time, the, the, the space-time continuum to uh, in the dead universe to Megatron. And Starscream was not there for that. So how does and he know two, who Galvatron the is? the Beast Formers... The Beast Formers could look through archives and go, oh, cool, Galvatron. And right. they might know that or know of Galvatron, but probably also know that. Well, and in, person. indeed they do, because later on, uh, Justin Primal is uh, when he's fighting with Galvar, he's like, why are you like, why are you simping hard for, for Galvatron? And he's like, but he, 
because of me, he's not going to become Galvatron. He's going to be my Lord Megatron forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so the Max, the, they're from the future yeah. of the Autobots, right? So the, the Maximals and Predacons, like, they already know that. But, like, for me, Starscream, he's like, what? Megatron? OG Megatron is Galvatron? And it's like, but why do you know who Galvatron is? Exactly. I, I so there, there we go. A, a second. This I said there's like five point two of the writers of this episode not reading or watching any of the previous episodes. Right. Like, why? Why is it falling apart so bad? Like, fuck! Did they just kind of give up and like throw like throw the last throw kingdom at like their interns and? <laughs> and say go nuts and they were like oh but sir i've never watched transformers before is that okay i don't care see ya i'm gonna go I'm gonna go hang out with uh what studio did this again write the um i'm gonna go hey, write hey, the hey, 800th hey, episode of ruby <laughs> here unpaid intern finish uh writing the script for this episode i got bitches to fuck i got bitches to fuck <laughs> And social media to screw up. Yep. Um, so yeah, you said the uh, the record player does something that uh, record player shouldn't, and I think I know what you're getting at. In that, it talks to him and pulls him into another reality. Yeah. But not only that, instead of talking as if it's a recording or through a memory, Unicron like like actually like reaches out to yeah. Starscream. And he's like, oh, wake up, wake up. <laughs> There's no place like home. Fuck this. <laughs> Black Arachnia shows up while he's, uh, while Starscream is being uh, mind fucked by Unicron. And she shows up and she's like shit talking him harsh. And she's like, Wait. yeah, the fact that she didn't just peace out, she's still like coming back to him. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you, <laughs> you're a pussy and you're afraid of like taking control and i do know all about air commander starscream he was too cowardly and he always waited for someone else to make a move or screw up before taking anything for himself right and he somehow doesn't care about any of that he's just like we have to stop him yeah i i actually like he like completely this. like changes and i i like this arc in him yeah which means too that despite the fact he didn't care about like gen seemingly didn't care about genocide back when they were on cybertron just wanted to kill all of them or whatever i think getting a glimpse into the destruction of all intelligent life yeah like kind of shook him to his core it's not just about the transformers or cybertron like anymore it's about like <laughs> Well, and indeed, also, he, he figures out that apparently all the entire war has just been orchestrated by Unicron. Yeah. To which make is it... an odd plan. I, I'd be I'd like to know what Unicron's like his actual like goal is. But also how. But yeah, but how? Uh, so him and Black Arachnia like fuck off to like go to the Autobots. Um, which they do back at the Ark. They uh Starscream is greeted by Bumblebee and he has the uh, the golden disc and he's like um yeah this is all 
been or like the entire war like everything that's happened has all been orchestrated by him and uh i'm, and I'm not like this is sussy what the hell is wrong with him he's and like black I, arachne is there yeah he's like i know i sound crazy but like it, it's true you have to believe me the future belong i'm not strong enough so the future belongs in more capable hands and he gives bumblebee the uh the golden disc yeah and, he's and then like a hands then like a fucking idiot bumblebee breaks the thing Oh, I was going to say like a fucking boss. I'm like, my man, Bumblebee, hell yeah. Break that fucking disc. Oh, I, I didn't like that at oh, all. Oh, we had com- two different reactions there. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I loved it. And then wouldn't you know it, the uh, the nemesis shows up with, uh, with uh, the Decepticons on board. And they start firing on the ship. Predacons, and... too, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Predacons, too, because uh, Galavar <gasps> is there. Oh, Galavar. Um, so, uh, Starscream... More like Galavarent. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and so... Uh... <laughs> oh, God. So, they're like, well... Come aboard, uh, grab a beer, shut the fuck up, and uh, don't pull any fast ones, and welcome aboard. And they just, like, take Starscream and Black Arachnia, like, in for some reason. I would have just slammed the door shut and been like, have fun. You're literally the least two trustworthy individuals in the entire franchise. Well, Tarantulas is number three, I guess two of the most least trustworthy and it's like come aboard and, uh, and decepticon that totally aren't going to try anything and uh, you know what they don't <laughs> grab me a beer from the fridge on your way don't crack it open <sighs> i can smell piss a mile away <laughs> back bring me two one for now one for five minutes from now um and uh then uh rhinox uh, stone cold smashes them over his head and he says all right let's get this thing going and gives it the old fonz smash and it doesn't quite work yet and uh something's not working with this this here autobot arc we uh looks like we might need a jump well rip in peace (laughs) get uh uh, wheeljack good buddy get out the jumper cables yeah and it, it just seeing them in the nemesis makes me wonder like why the nemesis wasn't flying around shooting at them this whole time anyway good point like didn't this crash land yeah why weren't oh, they yeah. in it this when did whole they time? repair it huh i i that didn't even occur to there me there you go so. that's what is that three four i <laughs> the uh the refrigerator test continues to uh to to be failed what is it when you don't need to go to the refrigerator to <laughs> you catch them live? Yeah, but they're flying in the Nemesis, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Completely powered up, lasers blasting the arc. Um, the arc is functional almost for some reason. It reveals why it hasn't been working and been acting weird in a little bit later, but meh. Kind of feels like a weird cop-out. It's just like one of those things to draw out tension and stretch out the season. It's just like, oh, geez, Teletran doesn't want to work until he does. But it's it makes sense. Well, the long uh, story short is that 
when they bring the all spark yeah that's what i was gonna say the arc we find out that that we that uh teletran one had been dedicating like all of its resources to reconfiguring itself if you will but it needed the uh all spark to complete the process Mm -hmm. and um yeah Uh, (laughs) i guess he's the transformer unbeknownst to them and the ai of the arc uh gained sentience when they were traveling through the dark universe and um experienced infinite time through infinite pulled a doctor strange basically yeah yeah through the the infinite multiverse yeah and uh indeed that's how it got the uh skin hold held up his finger <laughs> there's one there's one way we could fix the timeline and they were like what's that <laughs> <laughs> Domo. <laughs> Domo. <laughs> Arigato. Arigato. Nemesis. And Prime's like, hey. And he's like, no, I meant the ship. Yeah, it's kind of confusing and stupid. Um, <laughs> Transformers fans, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm jumping ahead of myself here. There's, there's some so- good... There's some good moments here because they decide to um, the, the, hack the nemesis. So, it's it, simple. We uh, hack the nemesis. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, they they radio uh, uh, battle. David is like open a hailing frequency, and they so they hail uh, they hail um, Megatron on the nemesis, and battle. David is like Megatron, stop. You'll you'll blow up the Allspark, and Megatron's like the Allspark will survive the destruction, but you won't. And I'm like, good good on you, Megatron. But just, but will it? That's I. That's a weird thing to gamble on. He he's all or nothing now. He's oh he he's he's he, pathetic. He, he's, he lost it a while ago. Yeah, he's nothing. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Justin Primal is like, um, I'm gonna like fly out there and keep the Nemesis occupied while you guys escape. And Battle David's like, is like, no, I can't let you do that. And Justin Primal is like, I'm gonna do it anyway, Prime. And he, uh, Battle David is like, okay then. But then Black Arachnia pipes up and is like, or you could get me aboard that ship and I could hack its weaponry and. Uh, then none of us have to die. And uh, Justin is like, all right, well, I like that plan more than mine. That, that's better. <laughs> a lot of the um, a lot of the show is like, no, I can't let you do this. And they're like, but Optimus. And he's like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Air Razor. Uh, uh, there, there's a moment, a really hype moment here where we see like all of like the Beast Wars characters in Beast mode, like emerging. Oh, from looking, the, looking! There are up. hype moments this episode. That was a hype now moment, and they all again. they all transform. Justin Primal like super apes like toward the Nemesis with his blades out. He cuts a Seeker in half, and I'm like, hell yeah! I was hell yeah! I was actually here for it. Part of me was like, there's still Seekers left. <laughs> uh and uh part of me was like why weren't we doing this all season why couldn't uh 
spoilers for my rating at the the end of the uh, uh, ep- uh this episode of the podcast but uh i actually really liked this episode of kingdom and i'm like why couldn't we have had uh stuff like this going on all season so we get like a yeah we get That's like kind of what i felt yeah we get a big aerial battle um they get aboard the nemesis there's a big battle they surround the- sound wave the cats fight Ravage, yeah, gonna, which is yeah, covert, one. covert agent Ravage fights Cheetor in beast mode. And he almost takes Cheetor out, and then Tigatron leaps and grabs his neck like a, a parent cat picking up a kitten. Yeah. And then he here. then he punches him in the face, and then he kicks him, and he calls him stupid. And uh, then uh, then Optimus comes in, and he, uh, he kicks him in the face. <laughs> um, there is an interesting moment during all of this, either because he's too hurt or whatever, like OG Megatron's just sitting in his throne and he's like, Galvatron, dispatch of them. And I'm like, why are you just sitting there, dude? And yeah, I noticed like, that. With uh, pleasure, Lord Megatron. Yeah, I know. And I then, saw uh, that. He's just sitting in the captain's chair while everyone's fighting, but he's just chilling out. And it's like, but why? You have an arm cannon. Yeah. And then when he loses, he's like, well, shit. And he abandoned, <laughs> abandons the the bridge to take matters into his own hands. And I'm well, like, yeah, why because... didn't you do that earlier? <laughs> well, because um, they're about to destroy the the Ark with like, cause they've been bombarding it with weapons. The shields were at 9%, one more shot. It has like t- one more shot, yeah. One more shot would have taken them out, but then uh, Black Arachnia hacks the uh, the weapon system and disables it. And so this Megatron... is the part where, yeah, where, um, you know how we were making fun of um, Air Razor? You're like, she doesn't have her back rockets when they were in- introduced her. She has like Iron Man like feet and hand yeah. jets. In the scene where she's hacking the system, Black Arachnia, and um, Air Razor is covering her, she's like doing hand blasts. Like, oh God. <laughs> did, did you recall that? No, I, I missed He's actually that. like shooting like blasts out of her like palms like Iron Man. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> she has like, she ha- even the toy, like she has darts like on her forearms that she shoots. Yeah. And they're like, uh, in a way, um, they're almost like feather like, or they're like, they, they fit her like color palette or whatever. Right. And it's like, why'd they, out of all of the characters, why'd they Iron Man her? <laughs> Right. And um, it's like, if you even think about betraying us, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up and cover my back. And they end up making a daring escape. But well, well, who actually, she's fighting, who well, she's actually, fighting. She says, uh, uh, careful, I like it rough or something like that. Right. She's like, if I, because when they were going there, she's like, if I even think for one second you're going to betray us, I'm going to rip out each of your legs myself. Yeah, and she's like, "Careful, I like it rough." And I'm like, "She's the best beast." Di- it's Dinobot and Black Arachnia are the be- best written and voice acted. I think, yeah, hundred percent. It's not that the others, sorry, uh, aren't good voice actors. Their voices are just uh, different enough that they they still resonate in my my head. Well, and say what you want about the. Uh, uh... The performance given of uh galivar in this show um it's memorable that and and that's that's the thing it's, it, it's memorable it's memorable like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, indeed, Lord Megatron. <laughs> it is you, isn't it? My Megatron, yes. <laughs> Another pina colada, <laughs> Foot massage. Can, can I get you anything, Lord Megatron? Anything you need. No. Release the Scorpinox. <laughs> so, so that happens, by the way. Um, in a uh, point number four, five, I forgot where I'm at now. Um, Scorpinox isn't a dude. Scorpinox is like the um, who's the like a like a um, a seeker or a impactor oh, uh, or refractor refractor <laughs> refractor constructor um is like the refractor of the predacons i guess, I guess. because not only does a bunch of scorpinox come out but they don't really talk and they're smaller than air razor they're like little minion scorpinox or something uh, to to be fair, uh, the toy of Scorponok is uh, quite. He's short. a short dude. He's a short yeah. king. Yeah, right. He's like very broad and and short. Um, Not a big fan of that Kingdom Scorponok figure. Is that the one I got? Yeah. He's a little boxy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little. And, and he's, he's got like, like he he got like little like stubby legs. He does. Yeah. And if you watched Beast Wars with us folks, um, he doesn't skip arm or or leg day <laughs> or chest day. <laughs> uh, but this one. Yeah. In um, battle for uh, robot planet empire. Uh, he's weird and little and annoying and kind of ineffective. Like he's just running like a mob NPC at Air Razor and she's just she she's playing use map settings on starcraft one okay like a defend uh, <laughs> did you ever do that in like warcraft or no the only no the only the use R map settings games <laughs> um the only rts's i ever really played back in the day was the command and conquer games mm, did you ever play any of the custom scenarios where like you get to choose a character and and they level uh, up and maybe hmm. it, we're talking about decades old ancient pc shit yeah folks. um but what's going on here they hack there, it there, so there, there's a bat so there's losing uh, on the right 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 so, so megatron uh is uh wave is like uh lord megatron like our weapons have been disabled and megatron's like stands up and he's like open the hatch he's like but sir we have no weapons open the hatch he opens I aside it m a weapon i was like that i thought that was a pretty hype line and so he transforms yeah. into tank mode and goes to like fire at the um uh at the arc meanwhile i'm like charging it up yeah meanwhile so you can press square to shoot or you can hold square to charge shot <laughs> uh, meanwhile uh galivar and justin are battling on the bridge and it's actually a pretty good fight and they have some good banter back and forth i finally final another uh plus to the episode like i've been ripping into it and you've been like well no i liked the golden disc breaking you didn't we mm. we've had parts or whatever but there are a lot of really hype parts yeah 
and the banter between our uh our king kong and our uh um our gods go gojiro uh, uh, between uh, uh king kong and uh jurassic park <laughs> jurassic park <laughs> king kong and jurassic park are fighting and they're shit talking and they're like no you no you and king kong tries to do the jaw break thing and he's like get out of here yeah, justin um... primal's like gingivitis <laughs> and, and the camera cuts back to um I was gonna say Galavara, OG Megatron, and he's like, "I'm a fire in my laser," and Star screams like, <laughs> "He shows it." Star scream, Star scream saves the galaxy, folks. You know, it's funny that you just referenced the Superman music because guess what I watched last night? I watched the Superman. I watched Superman two, the Richard Donner cut. I was gonna say Superman two. Yeah, specifically the Richard Donner cut that they released in 2006. I I watched that last night, so it's funny that you brought that up. There's many Superman movies, and I don't know why, but I was going to go with Superman 2. Yeah. Just because it's probably the most obscure one. No, not no, like Man of Steel or anything like no, that. No, Superman 2 but... is, like one of, is uh, a lot of people's favorite. It's the one with General Zod. That's true. That's my favorite. Uh, I just meant in terms of like particularly like you like you really like man of steel and like whatever and i'm like no so hey didn't i just make a zod reference randomly like on something too you had posted uh, something cringe in the news channel on our discord yeah you were like, like thanks Zod. you were like thanks Zod. you know what maybe that's why i got the sudden i got like the subconscious <sighs> desire to watch superman too yeah what was the cringe folks we have a discord you should check it out it's mostly just like Mostly just like a lot of shit posting. But yeah, also pretty glimpses much. into potential uh, news articles. Is it on the laser comb? It must have been. <clears throat> Not the cyberpunk future I was hoping for. Polygon something? Was it some po- polygon cringe? Oh no, it was. Yeah, hard drive news. Silent Hill fan just thankful no NFTs were announced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It, 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 it's funny when uh news satire is actually true because and that's the thing and you're like is this satire or is this news <laughs> uh so anyway uh star if you Scream- ask polygon they probably think that they're news <laughs> so folks it's um for the past like few weeks now or i guess months now but in particular the past few weeks me and uh I, I've come to a point with the uh, the gaming website Polygon.com where I'm literally just going to it to just see whatever nonsense they they post because they post some of the stupidest shit out there. Remember when they had like inside scoops and journalists? Well, and I have such a, a weird relationship with Polygon.com too because they were founded by Justin McElroy and uh, Chris Grant, formerly of Joystick.com, which was my favorite uh, gaming news blog back in the 2000s. And I really like their podcast, which is where the, the I get laser comb from. It's a reference to a bit on one episode of the, uh, the, the old Joystick podcast. So they founded Polygon back in 2012. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Uh, Justin McElroy is no longer uh, with Polygon, but uh, Chris Grant, I think, still, 
Uh, but uh, Chris Grant is still uh, is still at Polygon, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but they are a wildly different website now than they were ten years ago. And it's uh, kind of weird seeing something slowly die to like shift with the times, like slowly just turn into clickbaity bullshit. Like they they had a uh, an article on there a while maybe about a month ago that called final fantasy 10 a playstation 2 game from 2001 uh indicative of quintessential 90s fashion like not the way the 90s characters... like video gaming 90s fashion fashion and um i Google remember final fantasy 10 folks and take a look at those clothes i remember the 90s quite well um <laughs> People didn't fucking dress like that. I, I've actually like said... Like cosplay characters from Final Fantasy? No, no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. I, I think actually probably the most uh, indicative of 90s fashion is the movie Mallrats. Like, look at how characters are dressed in that movie. That is how people, young people dressed in the 90s. Love it or hate it, man. People wear baggy jeans. Yeah. What the fuck? Just yeah, I just googled like Final Fantasy X, right? Yeah. No humans in the history of humankind have ever dressed like these characters, <laughs> except for people cosplaying as, as these, these characters. characters. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are they trying to say? That's like there's it's like rave culture, because like I can kind of see what are those pants with like all the different straps and belts on them? Um, those like Hot. rave pants. Hot topic pants, <laughs> but like, also, no, no. I'm sorry. There's there's nothing in here that is reminiscent of '90s fashion, like the busty goth milf with like belts for a for a dress. That's a really cool design, and I like it. But no one dresses that way. No, no. Um, um the the old drunk like samurai that breathes fire uh the... <laughs> but yeah so anyway it's be it's become a, a recurring thing uh, with me and cal uh kind of off mic where we just like shit talk polygon now and i indeed like i said i i just go there now just to see like what whatever nonsense they put are gonna post today yeah there what was the one that had me all caps oh um their review of Bayonetta 3, which just went up, was uh, basically the person was like, I'm a big fan of this franchise, and I always thought it was about female empowerment and the empowerment of uh, uh, feminine sexuality and blah, blah, blah. Bayonetta 3 makes it uh, clear that it's actually just uh, uh, just designed to make dudes jerk off. And I'm like, and... Um, that sucks. Zero out of ten. And I'm like, that's <laughs> what fucking Bayonetta always was. Like, she's just supposed to be an eye candy character. But also just cool. Have you ever played it? Uh, I'm not a fan. It, I dig the Devil May Cry. I dig, like, Bayonetta. Like, that kind of, like, combo, like, shoot shooter beat-em-up kind of, like, thing. Um, and you quickly get over her just like, you know, being like a naked witch that has hair magic. 
um, into her being like really, really cool. And um, saying that you can't be eye candy for dudes to jerk off with and a feminist is kind of like, or like an icon of female empowerment is kind of gatekeeping. Well, and indeed it was um, in or essence, shaming in essence, it was the uh, like the, the writer of uh, this review had like headcanoned something and headcanoned it so hard that when it turned out to just be nothing more than simple headcanon, they were disappointed, which is something you see a lot of looking at you, yeah. Star Wars fans. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if you have no expectations, your little feelings can't get hurt. That's right. Come at me. And, um, oh yeah, then we, for like 15 minutes this morning, we were just like making like jokes like back and forth about it. And I'm like, well, if I'm ever faced with homelessness, I know I can, as a last resort, <laughs> I can always fall back to um, uh, writing articles and sling shit on the internet for a living with Polygon. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm sure many people from Polygon are listening to our episode 99 of a fucking like TV show that they were born after reading or well, were born after it's. Well, and when I was talking there. about the uh, uh, when we were uh, initially talking about the Final Fantasy 10, like quintessential 90s fashion thing, I was like, this is I said to Cal, I was like, this is a prime example of uh, someone who was born in probably born in 1999 trying to tell us what the 90s were like. Man, the <laughs> 90s. Remember the 90s when any everybody had Japanese protagonist hair <laughs> and Hot Topic pants? And skirts made out of belts. Yeah. So, all right. To jump back in the episode and stop shitting on Polygon, which could be a, it could be like a, it, that could be that, a podcast unto that could itself. Be a podcast. Yeah. We just uh, make fun of Polygon articles. But the thing week. is, Polygon articles are are so far away from anything newsworthy that they're like not even kind of worth making fun of, which we do on on the Patreon. We have like a a laser comb tonight segment where we kind of like go over Recent different news. news articles. Yeah. <laughs> Inevitably shit talking the in insanity of Elon Musk along the way. Uh, <laughs> but to, uh, but Polygon's not even worth like a, no, they don't have news anymore. No. It's like what top 10 video games will make your genitalia bigger. <laughs> click here to find out oh, unless one, you're afraid of your dick getting bigger one uh really cringy thing i remember reading on there a while ago was um around the time like resident evil village got unveiled and lady uh lady d uh made a big splash on the internet oh yeah and s someone uh wrote an article that was like was like oh um like I the these are my fetishes like I'm into this this and this and I feel like uh, Capcom is noticing me with this character and th this was like a big like straight up article about this person just talking about their kinks and feeling like uh, Capcom was specifically like like being inclusive to them 
and their fetishes by creating this character. It was a fucking weird. See what article. I mean by like if I like literally have no other options left. <laughs> fill up my resume as per your recommendations that you, that you had said. Um, show up, and they're like, uh, "What can you offer us?" I do like a TikTok or like a, a Fortnite dance, and they're like, "You're hired." Yeah. Ooh, tall vampire, goth, tall goth mommy vampire, uwu, everything yeah. I wanted. And it's like, what's more concerning is the series' obsession with cutting off my homie's left hand <laughs> over and over again. Let this man keep his hands. Let this man keep his hands. What else is he going to fap with? <laughs> You've got to get real flexible. <laughs> Learn to use his mouth or feet. <laughs> that man. I don't want to give Capcom any more ideas, though. That 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 man needs his hands. Damn it! We've got Lady D, and we've got her hot vampire daughters. Yeah, and, and to not not agree with that article or whatever, but there's a lot of fan lot of service. Fan service. Yeah, let's just say that. But it goes to show you, uh, shit sells. Because we're talking about it. True. So let's not talk about it anymore. All right. So what happened to Dun? Da, 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 da. Like yeah, Starscream Star shows up shows and he's up. like, stop right there, criminal scum. And instead of just like fighting him immediately, Megatron goes, Starscream, you idiot. Like, just like old times. Uh, but it's not just like old times. Uh, Starscream is in fisticuffs like... over a lava pit. Yeah, Star. Starscream, uh, well, they're they're still on the the hatch of the Nemesis, the the hanging hatch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Starscream is like, uh, hey, guess what, homie? Uh, you become Galvatron, a slave to Unicron. So you 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 were born a slave to the Gladiator Pits, and you'll die a slave to Unicron. Full circle. And I'm like, and I you could... were born, <laughs> born, <laughs> born. Born to be alive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you're I, saying. I, I kind of dig that, that, that full circle nature of that. You know, I never thought about that, but there you go, episode. There is good writing in here. <laughs> you do remember past episodes. And um, um, Megatron's like, shut up, Starscream. And he's like dangling him over the, the edge. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I mean, is this a threat? Like, Helmet can fly. And well, and in, in, indeed, Starscream even says, he's like, hey, buddy, you're forgetting one thing. I can fly. And he kicks off. Yeah. Um, and he, he says some stuff about, like, uh, Unicron thinking that he's too weak to, to do anything to change the timeline because like, this has all been orchestrated the whole war. Everything's been orchestrated by Unicron. He's like, he thinks I'm, too, I'm too weak to do anything to try and change it, but he's wrong. I'm strong. I'm way, I'm way tougher than, uh, than they think I am. I'm, uh, and I'm indeed, actually, re I'm actually real tough. Okay. I'm actually I'm, real tough. Do you know I'm how like, tough I am? I'm like the toughest fucking guy you'll ever meet. I'm so tough that I'm willing to admit that we got to put our differences aside 
and work with the Autobots. And Megatron's like, oh shit, that is really tough. Um, but no, he's like, away with he's you. like, away with you, scum. Yeah. Hey, uh, with he's like, blood. that's what Unicron's afraid of. Us working together, stopping the war and fighting him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, like Starscream speaks the true true. This guy should have like shit his pants like years ago. But I guess all it took was the genocide of an entire race. Uh, visions of of Unicron, a potential future from Unicron to make him shit his pants into action. Yeah. So um, the the all spark like powers up, reformats the the arc. They're like, because the arc is, and the arc is about to be destroyed. And Battle David is like, Autobots abandon ship, and they try to leave, but the door is not there anymore, and it's like kind of moving. And they're like, uh, what's going on? The fuck and, is going on? And then yeah, in they need to abandon ship. And then it actually like a really cool shot. Like there's, you see like a lot molten lava like everywhere. There's like uh, electricity around, and we see like the arc emerge in robot form and reach out and grab the nemesis. And I'm like, this is a fucking sweet moment right here. Well, what ends up happening is Starscream's like, I can do many things of which like I can fly. He actually knocks Megatron off the nemesis. Yeah. So like the closest one to coming to kill this guy is Starscream. And um, Teletran, uh, he's the scenes going back and forth. And I guess Teletran transformed in time to catch him. Yeah. In his hand. And I'm like, oh, you could just let him fall, I guess. Yeah, but I, I guess mean, Megatron still has a part to play, and it's not really in the Autobots. Like, it's not. It's not their way. It's not their way, and it's just like, man, the number of it's like bad. It, it's not their way unless it's a nameless seeker or refractor copy. Right, I forgot. Then they'll butcher those things. It's just right in half, like <laughs> down the middle, just fucking dead. <laughs> Uh, you so know yeah. you're in for a bad time if uh, your name's Refractor. No, so you yeah. know you're in for a bad time if you know your name is Refractor382. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we got uh, Teletran fucking the nemesis up in one hand. We got Black Arachnia falling out of the ship. Uh, we Air got Razor uh, Air Razor catching her. Uh, Air Superman Black 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 arachnia is like my hero and gives her a kiss mm -hmm. so there's something this in the very least she's very flirtatious and teletran uh as we mentioned earlier explains to the autobots like how he was able to transform i've seen this... things you people wouldn't believe <laughs> pretty much um and so afterward uh the aftermath is the the arcs back in uh, ship mode, and they're about to they they take off into space, and uh, everybody's uh, on it, presumably. Everybody's on it. We we see Megatron. He's in a cell. Um, Star they, screams there. There's like a okay. There's this really like dumb shot of um, when they're boarding the ship. They all have their guns on like the Decepticons and Predacons with Galavar like right in the front. And they're just casually like strolling as if they've been arrested. And I'm like- I, I loved that. <laughs> Go on, get it. I'm like- And I'm like, half of them have weapons on their body. 
Right. It's not like they just took their guns away. Oh, also, um, when uh, on the Nemesis, uh, when uh, uh, the Ark, or Teletran, has reached out and is holding the ship, there's a shot in there with uh, Justin Primal and Megatron on the bridge. And Megatron straight up has his arm around Justin, his, like, tail arm. I can't remember exactly where it is. Um, let me oh, see. We'll it. Have to... Let me let me do some uh, legitimate journalism here. But yeah, while you're looking for that, uh, what happens when they're going off is Starscream's hat spazzing out. Yeah, and he's like, "No, we have to stop the ship. We can't go back to Cybertron. That's what he wants." And everyone's like, "Oh, geez, crazy old Starscream." Yeah, what a what a little rascal he is. And um, they go towards a Stargate, uh, a space bridge. And I'm like, why is there a space bridge out here? Did I forget? Do you remember? Oh, remember yeah, there, we there were... wasn't one. Because we, we had to go through the, uh, the dead universe to get here. To... Yeah. So the, did the second moon... No, the second moon was a... A, bi- a, we- a weapon. Okay, I found it. It's at around 19 minutes and 14 seconds. This is straight up going to be the... I'm going to make this the, the episode art because it's such 19, a... 19-14? Around there, yeah. What like, the fuck? Uh, yeah, Megatron's <laughs> just like, it just got his arm around him. They were wrestling <laughs> and they looked up. <laughs> That's a good uh, profile banner. <laughs> should use that. Yeah, actually, it's not bad. Because the and and Galvatron's like, what is it? And Justin's like, I don't know. Get your arm off me. <laughs> <laughs> someone's, um, wa- someone's watching. Somebody's watching. We're supposed to keep oh, this. Justin. We're supposed to keep this in private. <laughs> <laughs> just, and just, be- just between you and me. Just between you and me <laughs> and your gorilla dick. <laughs> Yes, and, some, and Lord Megatron as well, if he wants to. <laughs> Me- Megatron, look, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Um. So they ignore Starscream, and um, yeah, he's like, "We can't, no, we can't go back to Cybertron. That's what he wants." Ah. And Gary's like, "Make it so." And they get ready to jump through the space bridge, which is here yeah I mean, and I get... uh, battle david is like uh or uh justin is like he's like prime i gotta thank you if it wasn't for you uh my crew would have never got back to the uh to to cybertron and battle david's like well it's not the same uh cybertron uh you're gonna remember but we're happy to have you and i'm like yeah they're going like millions of years in the past yeah and um uh oh right yeah justin's uh, like oh rhinox said that uh ziggy says we can't jump if (laughs) um rhinox said that like we could like technically dematerialize and cease to exist to any minute it's it's all just theoretical like we don't know how this timey-wimey bullshit is gonna happen and rhinox is over there like uh well the world's coming to an end anyway you know it's 9 a.m. Sounds like a good time for, for a six-pack. Oh, wait. I already drank it. 
And he crushes the can on his head. Hey, Wheeljack, you got any more beer? Want to make a beer run with me? I've had it. As they're getting ready to jump through the, <laughs> the space bridge. All right, all right, hold your horses, which, as we know, you can park inside. It's literally like a Stargate in that yeah. once it's open, it, it like just bridges the the two areas as if they're one. Yeah. It's not like a mass relay from like Mass Effect where it, it takes the ship and <laughs> like slingshots it across the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they jump through the super gate and that's the end of the episode. And then there's something like, wait a second, like I need to. And this, oh, I, I hate, I hate Optimus Prime for this reason. And he's done this like 10 times on the show. He's like, uh, Justin's like, Gary, Gary, I, I need to tell you about like Nemesis Prime. And he's like, that can wait. And I'm like, can it? Shut the fuck. Like, where else are you? How about now? Doc, I have to tell you about the future. What? <laughs> I have to tell you about the future. Oh, no. <laughs> no. On the money. night, no. I go back. Lightning strike. No. <laughs> it's kind of what's going on. I, it's exactly what it reminded me of. Is <laughs> like Doc, Doc not wanting to hear about the... Uh, uh, for like the all, probably like one person who doesn't get the reference. I'm referencing Back to the Future. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, what are you doing watching Transformers if you've never watched? I prefer my sci-fi to have robots. I, I have reference. I have like I've ref. Anytime I've ever referenced Back to the Future, even to like young people, like nowadays, uh, everybody always gets the reference. It like it, that, not, that is yeah. such an iconic film. Like even young people today have seen Back to the Future. It's one of those things, much like Matrix tropes, where even if you've never seen the movie, it's so present in media. Maybe not recently, but Back to the Future is so present in modern media that people get the references. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, well, that's the end of the episode. Here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, War for Cybertron, board games, Japanese Beast Wars animated movies, Beast Wars comic books, Christmas episodes of Transformers Animated. Polygon articles. <laughs> uh, on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Cal, what are you rating War for Cybertron, episode five? I was shitting on this episode a lot, but like going through the beats of it, I'm like, there's some pretty hype moments. Mm -hmm. Right? And the arc transforming, Teletran transforming was more hype than I remember. I remember it being really gimmicky the first time I had watched this through and I didn't understand it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but you know, the all, all spark is there and all um transformers need a spark mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense that the all oh, i didn't is, even think i didn't even think of that yeah good point is could give teletran that like ability to transform and have like full sentience um 
So yeah, even despite the the flaws like here or there, also Starscream's arc and standing up to Megatron, Black Arachnia's like little arc with him and mm-hmm. her like sass. And I think, I don't know if this is the first in uh, Battle for Robot Planet Empire, but I think, I think it just cuts into too much Energon territory. Oh. Okay. Like a low too much energon. And it's because like you had said, why wasn't all of kingdom (laughs) like this? Yeah. Yeah. It it does. It does. All right. I'm going to echo that sentiment. It's also getting a too much energon from me. Uh, The arc transforming was hype. Uh, Them like, like actually seeing like uh, uh, Justin primal super ape toward the, uh, uh, toward the nemesis was a dope moment. Uh, the battle, Cut the last seeker left <laughs> in half. <laughs> the the battle on the the bridge between him and Galavar was actually a good fight, and we actually like got some ban. We we actually got to see them be like enemies of one Best another. Beast Wars banter for a change. Yeah, like that um, felt like classic Beast Wars. I di- didn't mention it when we were uh, uh, doing when we were going over the episode, but on the bridge at one point, uh, Rhinox like goes to beast mode, and Megatron that straight was up hype. picks him up and throws him. He goes over and he kind of plows through um, like a few Predacons or whatever, and actually gores Megatron, who's already wounded. Yeah, causing like. Energon to ooze and Megatron out and... still like picks him up and lifts him over his head. Body slam! That that was pretty hype. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I wanted to mention that uh, part to you too, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like the fucking uh, Andre the Giant picking up Hulk, <laughs> doing a what's that called? A, a press, overhead press, where they just drop him. Uh, that's I think that's called a. Uh fireman's drop yeah does ranger watch this or uh yeah i believe so yeah ranger would would know that that move yeah or they just do like an overhead press and then like step away we have quite a few listeners who like pro wrestling actually Yeah, i was gonna say (laughs) remind remind me what that's called but yeah he tosses rhinox like it's nothing and i'm like my man (laughs) from the gladiator pits (laughs) Yeah, it gets a, a big old too much energon from me. There you go. See, we we disliked and liked different things. I thought it was hype when Bumblebee was like, "Get this gold disc shit out of my face!" and smashes it over his knee, and you were you looked on in horror. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that has been uh, episode ninety nine of Too Much Energon. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, where for a mere $5 a month, you get bonus preamble audio. You get our news and current events show, Lasercomb Tonight. You get commentary tracks. You get the ability to uh, pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb podcast that I uh, inadvertently referenced at the beginning of this episode of Too Much Energon. So if you want to get in on all of that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at Lasercomb, or you can follow the show's Twitter at Too Much Energon. Uh, Cal, you are at? I am at NeoCal, N E O underscore K A L. We will be back next week with the big one, folks. Episode 100 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking. A very talk- special episode 
of Too Much Energon. Where we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Battle for Robot Planet Empire, Chapter 6. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next time, my hero. Buckle up. Born to be alive. (laughs) My lord, Megatron. (laughs) Oh, my God.